0: pigs the the, The three little
1: pigs no it's not three little
0: pigs but it's this this is the anarchy episode because um guess what listeners andy's not here i'm glad you (laughs) realized i was recording (laughs) thanks andy's not here so we've taken over so we're doing this without supervision (laughs)
2: chaos reigns (laughs) supreme Overlord,
3: actually. I am like, speaking of Supreme, the Supreme Overlord's currently recording. Hi, everyone. Um, It is uh, National Picture Book Month, and to celebrate, we here are going to rant and rave about our favorite picture books. (laughs) and we also want you guys to join in the conversation as well so if you guys have a favorite picture book you guys should come into the library and tell us what it is or email us or contact us in some way shape or form and you know Tell us what it is. Tell us what your least favorite picture book is. Why do you like
0: picture books? Why do you hate it? I don't know.
2: You need to come in with the picture book, stop us, no matter what we're doing. Yes. Whoever we're helping. Read it just, to us, please. Read like, it like, to you us we always have to do
0: the story time, so we wish to receive mm.
1: the story <laughs> Okay, now you're all asking for a little much. I don't want...
0: <laughs> I just
3: want to know what their favorite picture book is. That's all. Okay. If you're a
1: child, um, you have full permission to read a picture book to me. If you're a grown-up, don't even <laughs> attempt to do it. unless. Then... <laughs> you have professional experience otherwise.
0: Okay. So before we all talk about our favorite picture book, should we do our traditional yeah, run Around and do please, what we're doing? Please and situation? thank you. Um, I, I thought little... this was anarchy! I need some structure or I will die! die. Okay, fine. Technically,
1: anarchy isn't structuralist, but anyway,
0: carry on. All right, just, just wait till you hear the
3: intro music that I've inserted into this.
1: <laughs> okay. Grant, what are you reading? I'm not reading anything
0: get
1: out. Yeah. I think C.S. Friedman would disagree with you. <laughs> I'm taking a break. Are you? I, yeah. I've been watching a lot of movies.
3: Okay. Uh, I've just kind of been chilling. That's
1: I, why you showed up looking like you just flew in from a movie set. <laughs> you have a very...
3: This is you the know. film director look? Uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have a shirt that says director. My mom got it for me, but, you
3: know, <laughs>
1: I'm not wearing that today. adorable. I'm so obsessed. So um, you're not, you're really
2: not reading anything? Huh? Not at the moment. I mean, okay. I, I just got a book in Mel. I don't know. I kind of just... Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, oh. Sometimes you we'll we need
1: see. to take a break.
2: Yeah,
3: we'll see what happens. Have you watched anything interesting? I
2: have. I've been going through the filmography of David Cronenberg, the body horror master himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I haven't seen all of them. But... Crash is my favorite so far. That is wild. Oh, Crash! Yes, the one I told <laughs> okay. you about. Okay,
3: he told me Wait, about it. Wait, Crash
2: movie. is in like Crash? Not the 99 one. Or oh, like okay. the 2000 Not like really. big Oscar winning No, that's trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's utter okay. garbage. <laughs> okay, I was like, can I no, just like, say <laughs> it's
3: utter garbage. No, and, that's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no uh, and this is the good The good Crash. Yes. Okay, all right, um, all right. Okay, nice. Uh, I don't know if I can even describe it on the podcast. Uh, to keep
0: let's it, not, let's to keep not. it
2: mildly, mildly family friendly. Yeah, podcast, right. Especially people on the picture like, book podcast. People <laughs> are so
3: <laughs> interested in car crashes that they purposefully try to get themselves into car crashes. There it is yes. that. That is the family. That, that's, that, that's a good. That sounds like as much as I want to know about this movie. Yes. that's a, the family friendly version uh, of this movie. Uh,
2: there's a very interesting scene with a with an open leg wound.
3: Oh, um, next yeah. person. Okay. Um, Anthony can go. Um,
1: I am currently reading The Name of the Wind by Patrick. I'm rereading The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss because I am going to read the sequel, The Wise Man's Fear, finally, for the first time since its publication because I stupidly thought back in 2011 it'll take him a while to get us book three, but it won't be more than five years. <laughs> book three has not been announced. <laughs> We have no cover. I'm
0: just gonna stare at my watch as I wait for the third one. Why book. is this the thing in fantasy you now that like all of these long, long cycles are promised and then like years, years into it, none of them have any well, promise at of this finishing. point.
1: There are only two criminal offenders of this, and the only reason that either of them can get away with it is because those respective series made bank without can, a television show. I
0: was thinking of three.
1: What was the third one?
0: Who were who were your two?
1: Well, there's Rothfuss's. Mm-hmm. Name of the Wind, King Killer, Kill whatever, and then there's um, obviously George Martin, the yeah. I- initial. I
0: was gonna throw. I thought Brandon Sanderson
1: was in there. Oh no, Brandon, Are you kidding me? Brandon is nonsense. Like Brandon is currently working on a ten book cycle. He is currently on uh, the fifth one is coming up next. In the time that he's like been writing that cycle, he's published at least ten other books. Including like two whole other trilogies does that he are complete. Okay, but like, no. Does, does
0: but how long really has sub- this original cycle been happening, and how far away are we from the next promised installment? The next
1: installment should be out within the next few months. So like, the okay. like, pretty consistent with the Stormlight Archive. Okay, um, I knew he was one
0: of those like very long running. For some reason, I thought he had had a gap there. So that's my guess.
1: yeah. There was there was a there was a gap between books three and four, I think. Okay. Um, but he is very he's extremely consistent because in fact. He has spoiled his entire fandom so that every other author can't even reasonably write a, like a, like take three years to write a book. So they're like, well, Brandon did it in a year, and it was a thousand pages long, but and it he was epic. Sh- it sounds like he does, the does the not Daniels and he has so-
3: form of writing.
0: Like he just, has- just doesn't sleep, and he has
1: like multiple children.
0: Does he have a life?
1: Yeah, a yeah. He uh, what his his entire <laughs> family, including his children, are very like a part of the the dragon Steel entertainment productions like okay thing. like as soon as they're old enough to like mess around with the cell phone he's like all right kid start printing flyers like it's maybe it's not that drastic but yeah his he, he's got a very very loving and awesome supportive family from Good. his perspective so you know and he's running like three podcasts he he doesn't sleep clearly brandon anderson does not sleep
0: Jen, what are
1: you reading? Oh, I know what you're reading. I've let you all know because
0: I'm obsessed with it so far. Yes. I am like halfway into Sorcery of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. Ooh. She wrote-I think I mentioned That's on my list. I think I mentioned Vespertine on an earlier podcast, and I know I mentioned it to all you guys because I didn't shut up about (laughs) it. And I'm not gonna shut up about this one either. The main character is a magical librarian with a sword who fights demon books, and she has been described in the text as a feral librarian, an agent of chaos, and an unutterable menace, and I feel incredibly seen.
1: Now, when you say she fights demon books, are these books written by demons?
0: No, they're like Grimoires, and if they are not treated properly, they will turn into demons and kill whoever is. Okay. So I feel like an emotional rumors. and
3: spiritual yeah. connection to this character, and I haven't even met them.
0: Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> She has, like, no sense of social, like, niceties, social understandings, because she's basically been raised in a library by herself for the entire 16 years of her life. It's great. That I sounds love
3: fantastic. It. That is so good. It's actually been on my list, too. It's on my Amazon wish list. I Scooter right up the list I just I have. haven't ordered it yet, but I guess I have to now.
1: Yeah. What's oh. called?
3: Sorcery of Thorns. Sorcery of Thorns. Um, so, I got Dune. <laughs> i did too i'm just not there yet erin um, has begun her journey on the
2: weirding way
3: i <laughs> have begun my journey i haven't gotten that far oh. yet because uh jedi fallen order was on sale on oh, steam yeah. for halloween yeah and i decided to take the plunge and go through the whole entire game she got through the Wookiee um, spiders i did get through the Wookiee spiders just what got me stomped. <laughs> i think what almost the wookie planet
1: has a giant green spider and as soon yes. as that happened i was like nope <laughs> nope i shut my entire I, I, I system think, up and have not gone back i th-
3: I think so it wasn't the giant spider that really got me that made me almost want to quit it was the second time you this game has been out for a while so if you don't like, like i bought it brand it. new
1: yeah i played it for a week
3: and I encountered
1: the spider, and I was um,
3: like, no. For those who hate spoilers, uh, mute your thing now. Um, but uh, d- when you get t- to the Wookiee planet for the second time, <laughs> you have Man. to fight this, like, Inquisitor lady, and she almost made me quit. I hated her. Mm. I hated her with, like, a burning passion. And then it gets to the second Inquisitor later on, near the end, and I'm sitting there and I'm just going, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Because... The weird, like, parry blocking system mm. is so precise that if you are not within, like, that split second mm. of, like, blocking and hitting the button correctly, oh. does not work. Mm. And I have a tendency to, like, click keys really fast. So I will click the dodge key really fast, but the game does not recognize that I click the dodge key because I've done it so fast.
1: Mm. Oh. Yeah, but, it's nothing like that ill-timed dodge that... Doesn't exist, but
3: the uh, I, uh, the storyline's fantastic. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's not really connected to the can't Star Wars canon just yet.
1: Not entirely. Like um, it was. It was. I think Disney.
3: Disney retconned the whole entire canon in the first place.
1: They did, That's but funny. I think it was their first. Fallen yeah. Order, I think, was their first outing. Like yes. The cut, like this went after Disney. Bought um. The,
3: but I'm excited yeah. because December this December, uh, the studio is going to announce a new Star Wars game, so I'm fingers crossed that it's a sequel to this game, so.
1: Okay, this is a small.
0: <laughs> Take us into the weeds for a minute.
1: I'm so angry at the last two Star Wars games that I bought, because I bought Star Wars Squadrons. Don't I didn't, I,
3: I almost did, because it was in it. the bundle. Yeah, don't do it. But I was like, I don't care for flying games in the first yeah. place, so I just didn't buy it. Don't do it. I bought Battlefront 2, and I kind Ugh. of like it, but it's not like my favorite. Um...
1: Yeah, so anyway, so I'm so angry at Star Wars games that I'm literally boycotting them. However, <laughs> Gotham Knights is coming out next year in, like, April. I swore I would never buy another piece of Microsoft, however. Um,
3: this, this, this might I am, be your, like, little guilty pleasure. I am
1: totally buying myself an Xbox just because I've been waiting for them to create a batman verse game where you play everyone but batman and that's literally what they've made and i'm like all right i'm done i'm done
3: so, I'm done. so what you're so, saying is that uh this next gotham night is going to be your guilty pleasure game
1: what i'm saying is i will put it in weeks worth of vacation time just to play that game so watch. it's
3: your guilty pleasure game
1: yeah watch
3: speaking of guilty pleasures we should talk about what our favorite picture books i just say we've got i read.
1: So, hey there are batman picture books there are
0: batman
1: Do you like, <laughs> them? um i read bedtime for batman it wasn't particularly memorable but a lot of kids really like bedtime for batman
0: that's fair um and i feel like that's a thing we can circle back to once we've all talked about a favorite picture book yeah what's a pic like what's a good picture book for kids versus what is a picture book written for adults but ostensibly is written for kids. <laughs> we'll get there. And later I later. feel like you personally will have a lot to say about that. Yeah, probably. But start us with your favorite picture book point. as the youth services assistant. For Ooh, the year. My favorite picture book? Top two, top three.
1: <sighs> okay. Um, this is a really complicated question for me because before I, I should put it this way. One of the big appeals of this job before I applied for it, which made me apply for it, was the fact that, why are you calling me whoever you are, Um, (laughs) was the fact that I would be good conducting story times and just have like a really close-er relationship with picture books. I had been, prior to that, reading 200 picture books a year for funsies.
0: Yeah, that's right So
1: <laughs> the idea of asking me what like my favorite, I'll I okay. just say my favorite picture book characters, and this is te- these are technically not picture books; they're technically beginning readers, but they have pictures and they're in books. uh Elephant, Piggy, the whole twenty-five book set. That they're they're, there- fantastic. they're fantastic.
0: Yes. Is there anything not to let it come around to the rest of us in a minute? <laughs> Well, <laughs> like, okay, so you don't necessarily have a favorite picture book, but you have a sort of favorite, like, format or genre of picture book that you prefer, either for a story time or just, mm. like, that always seems to get you the most intrigued by it.
1: I love books that, like, picture books that handle big topics. Okay. Like, the thing that you think a child could not possibly handle because they're too there's a whole subset of picture books. Like, The now, Rabbit what's Listened... What's that one you
0: made me read where they're on the bus and he's looking for the world around him?
1: <laughs> Milo Imagines the World? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, all that book. Yeah, that.
0: That, that. book, hurt me. And that's written for, like, four-year-olds.
1: Yeah, that book. Exactly. That's a perfect example. Or Last Stop on Market Street um, is another one where... I think Milo Imagines the World is a bit way more, like... Like punchy than last stop. Uh, these are both by Matt de la Peña and illustrated by Christian Robinson. Christian Robinson, by the way, is a infa- favorite illustrator currently working in picture books. I, he's just he sees the world in a really really fascinating way and he draws it well. Anyway, um, but yeah, last stop on Market Street and Milo Imagines the World. They both handle like the idea of being a really small person in a really large and chaotic city mm-hmm. um, and seeing all the different ways that people within cities live both the good, the bad, the, uh, the both the good, the bad the good, the, good, the, good, the bad, the ugly the everything <laughs> that you could imagine, you know, so in one, at one point in Milo Imagines the World this, you realize that this child is going to visit um an incarcerated
0: parent spoilers and you just kind of you're like what it <laughs> just yeah and also what even got me too is again sorry to spoil this picture but it's only like 25 pages guys sorry okay. picture, but it's me. a picture book. Yeah. but um milo has also seen this other little boy right about his age on the bus mm-hmm. and isn't it like the other little boy is kind of like really dressed up Yes. And he's, like, imagining where this little boy might be going because it's definitely going to be somewhere cool and fancy. Mm-hmm. And the little boy gets off at the prison, too. He's also visiting his parent in prison. Yep. And I was like, what the heck? This is for children. <laughs>
1: so it's like Bernie Madoff's grandson is going <laughs> to visit next to... <laughs>
0: but it's also just that good reminder for both children and adults that, like, you know, clothes do not indicate what that person is doing with their mm-hmm. life or where they are going. hmm you yeah. can be the best dressed little visiting jail or experiencing homeless kid mm-hmm. and you could be a total slob but you go home to the kardashians every night like
1: yeah and i feel like that's one of the like so I, we did this kathy and i attended this um webinar yes it's a webinar oh god my brain is just um but yeah we attended this webinar yesterday um that broke down these sort of it's not a I wouldn't say it's it is kind of a newish approach to using uh, picture books for story time and and just figuring out or even just using picture books in general in um, educating parents Ooh. on how to make reading and the tools that you get from reading picture books with your children an active part of of your child's pre kindergarten life um, because reading begins at birth period and it's something that's like this like a huge body of um scholarship shows that your child has huge advantages in life in general the more they're read to and that more active you are with their and language just, like, centers. Spoken
0: to, interacted with, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing, right? Yeah,
1: all of that kind of stuff. And so there's all these different tools that we learn professionally that we're now being encouraged to, you know, help parents to understand so that they can have methods to incorporate anyway so all of that is to say that like it gave me this whole brand new perspective of picture books because it was like oh my gosh they really are that sophisticated like yeah you're looking at a 32 book thing 32 page thing and a, a pigeon is told not to drive the bus and he's screeching about it and he has <laughs> got a problem but actually there are words in there that that child has never heard before and if you read i think it's like the child who gets read to um to like maybe once a week or may- if at all, had- learns like, I think it was like ugh, some low number, like 13,000 words or something like that, just in everyday conversation. That number jumps
0: yeah, it like- to
1: like 70,000 words just by adding like a book a week. Like so if instead of going from once a week or nothing a week to like two books a week, suddenly their vocabulary is like Pfft. yeah
3: I've seen those numbers. So that they're goes like,
0: astronomical if it's like once a day. Yeah, like especially the children who have mm-hmm. parents or caretakers who have the time because admittedly this can be a thing too where like yes. just depending on who you are as a parent if you know like how much you need to work and support your family and Absolutely. all that kind of thing. Yeah. But the children who have parents who can put in the time to read to them mm-hmm. daily, many times a day, whatever, have like exponentially more words in their vocabulary mm-hmm. by the time they start kindergarten than the children who cannot have that.
1: Yeah, and this is one of those things, too. So, anyway, I was going to go off on everything I learned in two hours yesterday, but I'm like,
0: no, this
1: is about picture books.
3: We'll, um, we'll go, and we can we'll, circle back, but we'll like everyone else should you. get
1: to say theirs, too.
2: Yes. So I want to know anyone? what
3: Grant's favorite yeah. picture book is. Ooh, yes!
2: <laughs> I, I guess I have a few that kind of stand out in memory. Um, would you guys consider the I Spy books picture books, or are, are yes. they, are they sure. something else?
0: Yes,
1: I mean, they're not picture books in the traditional sense, or even the non-traditional sense, but they—I mean—but <laughs> they're definitely
0: they very were... picture-focused books. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's a question that we're going to tackle later.
1: Okay, so
2: so so those—I—I um, <laughs> I, I remember liking the toad and frog books, or the frog and toad books, whichever. one.
1: Yes. I was oh my toad. God. <laughs>
2: were you toad? I was toad. And... Uh, I was toad too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I also liked. Uh, I, okay, I looked it up. Let me look at it real quick. Um, it's about <laughs> That's an what owl. I uh Owl at Home.
1: Oh, Here it is, everybody. It's oh, about an Owl at Home. Oh my gosh, I never read Owl at
3: Home. Okay, it's that's by the same, adorable cover. It's
1: about the same it's by the same author and illustrator as um is it? Arnold Lobel. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you know? So you yes. have a type. There's a con- yes, I have a type. It's connective tissue. Between. <laughs> I literally about like <laughs> stroked out on the this owner of a children's bookstore in New York City called Books of Wonder when I was having a conversation with him and he was like, "Oh yes, I remember back in the day, you know, Arnold Lobel." And mind you, this man who owns this children's bookstore has a male partner. And so, you know, he's really sweet and he just has that, like, you know, old gay man in New York City vibe and he has this biggest smile on his face. And, like, we're just chatting it up. He's really sweet. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, me and Arnold, we went way back and he was just a sweet old dear. And I'm like, wait, time out. Arnold Lobel? And he's like, oh, yeah! And you could tell that he knew Arnold um, because Arnold was a member of the community. And I was like, Arnold was gay? And he was like, Honey, did you read Frog and Toad? And I was like, oh, <laughs> it just was like, ding. I, okay, cool. But yeah, I just, anyway. I like that you like Frog and Toad and Owl at home. That makes me happy. I wasn't aware that they were by the same author.
3: Yeah, I, I only know, know that. Just, I mean, I haven't
2: read them in years and years and years. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's interesting
1: yeah. to know that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: The type have,
0: is there.
1: Yep. It may have been the image too, like the way he d- played with images and yeah, It felt cozy
0: um, to me. I want you to do your
1: video. Um, you it all just felt let's very I have like, a list. Oh, you have party. a list? She has a
0: list. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, so, you would. I do have a list. Yeah, I but, said, of course, you
3: um, did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first of all, obviously, I mentioned this like when I did the Give, Her books, uh, Give Your Heart a Hug books, the Max Lucado one, the You Are Special one. I mm-hmm. do like that picture mm-hmm. book. I like the series that he has because talking about like things that talk about like deep like things that that book specifically talks about like you being special but everybody being different but everybody's special in a like a certain way like nobody's like the same everybody's a little bit different but that doesn't mean that like all of you have to act the same or all of like it's okay if you're not like part of the social norm or you're part of like the aesthetic norm because yeah. you were okay that way um funny book wise i like click click moo cows that type
1: i love that that is, that is
3: that is literally one of those books that i just adore that's great um yeah. it's one of those books that just always makes me laugh uh i literally have like the whole entire list in front of me. that's five. fine yeah. um and then this one so I, I got read this in high school, not actually like as like a child, but I got read it in high school. Um, so shout out to my high school uh, English teacher, and my senior year of high school. Thanks, yeah. Ms. Bariclo. Um nice. Shout out to you, because she read us Froggy Goes to School <gasps> for the first day of classes, for our that. drama and English classes as part of like her thing. Yes. I love that. Because one of our first assignments is ah. we had to go get a picture book and we had to memorize the picture book and then perform it on stage oh that's cool like as like a, a oral interpretation yeah, yeah 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 and so she read us on that first day froggy goes to school I love and froggy. then she turns around and then the last day especially in your senior year like she does this um she does the dr seuss da-na-na-na-na. the places you'll go oh the places you'll go i hate that book sorry <laughs> um, carry on <laughs> but shout out to her though, because I invited her to my graduation party when I graduated. Oh, and uh... she gave me the book mm-hmm. that oh. she read everyone before nice. that year. So those are my favorites, but also nice. uh, top contender honorary mention is I want my hat back..
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All of those are great. the um that whole the hat trilogy. But one part.
3: that we actually have that I did read that I really liked uh, was the little ghost who lost her boo
1: oh i need to read that one.
3: it's really cute oh, it um cute? shout out to that book because it's actually adorable she goes on like she can't find her boo she's lost it like her like ability to say boo like <laughs> yes. um, and she has to go on this hunt through the whole entire woods to go find her boo and it's the most adorable That's thing adorable. it's so cute it's mm-hmm. so perfect the animation, like, not the animation, the illustration style, so shout out to, I think it's Raymond McGrath who illustrated oh, it. yeah. Really fantastic. One of those really cute, like, it could be made into a movie with the way that this
0: illustration style looks. Yeah, yeah. So cute. I like it.
3: Oh,
0: Jenna. As you guys keep giving me time to think about it, I keep thinking of, like, more. Cars. I know, that's why I like got the list, because so everyone's like, Tell me talking you
1: were more. a Clifford kid. Were you a Clifford kid? I
0: mean, I did read Clifford, but I never, like, Were you a kid?
1: Because you, you totally give me, like, Emily Elizabeth vibes. Oh, my which god! Which I'm sure you've
0: just never because, heard before. Just because I wear cardigans <laughs> all the time. <laughs> no, the one, as a little kid, the one that specifically I latched onto, partially just because I knew... It would make my mom angry if, when she had to read it to me every night, <laughs> was Little Critter's joke book. Oh, I never read.
1: Oh, oh, isn't that the um? Oh gosh, um, Little Critter's joke and book. And then yes, yes. I yes.
0: see now we're all Zendak. Oh, yeah, Mercer yes. Mayer. and I admit it really. That's it. Mercer Mayer. Yes, I really loved. Uh, there's a monster at the oh. end of this book oh, oh, yes. oh there's a monster at the
1: end of this book yes
0: yes <laughs> I, had have, I have that t-shirt now because I needed it when I saw it happen <laughs> no I wanted to everyone needs to read there's a monster at the end of this book
1: yes yes
0: uh, the Sandra Boyntons like a uh, Muba la 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 we still give those in my family as like whenever somebody's having a baby uh, yeah those are what happen yeah and then there was one we got for this library a couple years back something about a fox hunt by Nyla Magruder Oh, yes! I love that book! Yes. How to it's, Find a Fox? Yes! Yes! It's so cute. So cute. And I just loved the illustration. I loved mm-hmm. the humor of the story. I loved how that all worked together. And mm-hmm. then one, to go a little more offbeat, that press here one. I don't know exactly how you say the author's name because it is French.
1: Oh, yeah, it's the Toulet. Press here? Yeah. It's spelled T U I L L E T, I think. Probably. probably too late yeah the, the, of course
0: but it's so like i saw that in the bookstore when you were around christmas and i mm-hmm. literally had to like sit there on the floor and follow all of the instructions mm-hmm. and i was like 20 years old <laughs>
1: uh so i had that experience when i went i went to a lot literati a lot pre-covid because you know pre-covid um
3: pre-covid th- um this-
1: and I was there around like when the Christmas books start showing up. So about around now actually. And they had the new, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the name of those. Oh, Little Elliot. There's a series of books called Little Elliot about a little stuffed polka dotted white elephant who makes friends with a mouse who has a chip in his ear. <laughs>
3: oh that one yes they're so I love cute that by elephant. um
1: yeah they're okay. written and illustrated by Mike Curato incredibly adorable books and the Christmas one had come out and I didn't know that there was a Christmas one expected and I was like ah so I stood in the picture book aisle in
0: Literati and just I mean if you've ever once screamed upon seeing a picture book that you didn't know existed
3: yeah,
1: I did that, and I also stood there and recommended books to the yeah. parents who were trying to buy Christmas books
3: I mean, for I their did kids that. I did kids. that in GameStop once in <laughs> Cleveland. I did that exact same thing, so
0: I understand. Yeah, I was at Barnes and Noble a couple years back around Christmas, around the time they started doing those signed editions annually at Barnes and Noble, oh, yeah. specifically for Christmas. And I'm looking at the table. And there is a signed copy of one of Julie Andrews's picture books. I was like, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> I realize I'm 25. <laughs> Do you
3: want to buy this for me anyways? <laughs> Mine. I have a question. Yes. Picture books with more pictures or picture books with more words? I am such a more picture kind of
1: person, however, I really like picture books in which the books and the pictures play with each other. Yes. Um, first of all, because they're better for story time.
3: Uh, I like the watermelon one that we use for the story walk.
0: That one's fun. Oh, that one is cute. And I think there's something to be said, and I know you can speak to this more as somebody who actually does story times, as I, an adult librarian, will never have to do. <laughs> oh. There's something to be said for, like, a certain amount of <laughs> <laughs> a certain amount of words per page, like, even if there are going to be plenty of words in the book, whatever definition that is for you, Making sure it's not just like, hi, I took this big of a chunk of text and threw it on top of one tiny picture at the bottom. So, So there
1: are, every time I see a picture book, and you see this with older picture books a lot more. There was a vogue of just like,
3: we need Cloudy to have paragraphs the cha- on the book. Post-
1: yes, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is a perfect example
3: of this. I could never sit through that whole entire book I, as a kid, but when no. I was an adult, I could. Right. But when I was a kid, so I felt like as a kid, there was way too many words on the page for it because yeah. I couldn't hold my attention on no, right. that That's type of myth. thing.
1: Yeah, so that, I mean, I, I, with picture books like that, I still, I will open it and I'll go, nope, instantly, because it's like, I can't, why would I want to spend my, no. Um, but on the other hand, there are books like Swine Lake- <laughs> he explain, swine lake so
3: you explain please. this to me I, I love this was one. written
1: by James Marshall who did the George and Martha books um, and illustrated by one Maurice Sendak and it's about a wolf who is I mean <laughs> the, oh the poor guy is just he's like something out of a Dickens character like Oliver Twist in his poorest day was wealthier than this wolf
3: Ooh.
1: yeah Uh, So this poor dejected wolf is wandering down the street in rags, and he gets a whiff of pig. And he's like, oh yeah, free dinner. And the pig smell gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then he finds himself standing in front of a theater in which a production of Swine Lake is uh, about to happen. (laughs) This is so funny. And suddenly he's surrounded by an audience full of pigs. who are going to see Swine Lake. And he's just like, what is this paradise? And this elf, this very wealthy, elderly pig woman, <laughs> uh, this starts waving her tickets around because she's like, my husband doesn't want to go to the theater tonight. So this wolf gets her tickets, which are in the balcony. So he gets this prime seat to watch this performance of Swine Lake and he's the whole time concocting, like how am I going to swallow all of the pigs? Is is that the one with the illustration where he has like the two like opera glasses or whatever you call it?
2: Yes. Like, okay.
0: Yes, no, I
1: don't know. yes. Um, and he just, the whole time, and, and as he's watching this production of Swine Lake, he re- he's like, oh yes, I can sneak in as the monster in the second act, actually gobble up the pigs and they won't care because they're gonna think it's a part of the whole production. But by the time he gets to act two, he's completely moved by the story and he's in tears <laughs> watching it's this so story funny. and he completely forgets to eat dinner. So he goes home and he ends up like, you know, sinking his money into the next production of whatever the pig theater is because he's obsessed with, with theater. Park. Yeah, and it was just like, it's the most absurd, long, wordplay kind of picture book. And I always tell people, our parents, I'm like, this book is not for your two-year-old it's for you um not because it's obscene but because they're not gonna get it and they're not gonna sit through the whole thing it's not it, none of no, i the, think there's
0: especially ex- approximately how old is this one it's um, pretty old because i feel like that's also like there is a like i feel like very relatively recently in like the history um, of picture books there has been kind of a shift from like this is a book that adults will be reading to their children and thus we can use lots of big words and put a lot of text on the page and all of that kind of thing into more of a, let's have children kind of self-direct some of this. Let's make sure the pictures are attractive. Let's make sure there's not too many words on the page so it's not super overwhelming, especially for somebody who might be reading this aloud, whether that's a parent, a librarian, a teacher, what have you. I feel like that is more of the vogue now to kind of make sure that things are balanced in a sense.
1: And there are two huge factors that I can name off the top of my head that come with this. There is so much study around this that, I, you know, that. Um, but two things. One is just the development of the child in society. The I mean, yes. it's literally only been 100 years that we have considered children to be children. And
0: even shorter for teenagers. Um,
1: and <laughs> this, I, even shorter, again, yeah. And honestly, I mean, if you look at nineteen twenty-one, just look at child labor laws, and they, they, yeah. they, there were none. No child labor law. What what is that? It mean, just children were not thought of as I, children. You might
0: be. A, I feel like that happened a little earlier. But it yes.
1: may have, but it was in well, in America.
0: According to American Tiny. girl dolls, it was like
3: the nineteen tens. Yeah, say, but, I but it was still, newsies. Right? <laughs> exactly. I watched right. Samantha. I know how it's going but on. But
1: if you think about the fact that it took to It took to World War I for child labor laws to be a concept, let alone to be enacted, enforced. And then, like, if you look at the reason The Wizard of Oz was hot, like, it was a big deal, but it was also hotly contested when it was first published, is because it was written specifically with a child in mind. And (laughs) librarians and and parents were like what like they, they, they thought it was ludicrous so of course over time you're going to develop books that sort of fit more with the whatever
0: well, yes, the of philosophies
1: course. of that but also dr seuss um because his books particularly the more he got going um they emphasized the way that children see the world
0: yes um
1: which is why you have words In there that don't exist. Like, Mm -hmm. there are people who get fussy about that. I'm like, I hear you. But that's
0: literally how kids act. We make up words. We make up words all the time. All the time. And it's,
1: well, that's, I mean, to quote Thor, all words are made up. Uh,
0: Exactly. (laughs) But like,
1: What is a sneech? I don't know. And you look at it and you're like, that, that's a sneech. That
0: right there. And what's
1: the difference between a sneech and a yurtle? Well, a yurtle has a shell. Like, I don't don't know. (laughs) Well, a yurtle is a turtle.
3: Anyway, you get the idea. Yes. The idea is there. And speaking of 1900s, now I can only think of Madeline, the books. I never read in those. an
0: Old House in Paris that was yes. covered in vines with yes. little girls in two straight lines. The smallest I, one was Madeline. I used to read wow. those books. That was, <laughs> it all rhymed. That was literally <laughs> the beginning of the books. Every single
3: book begins with that. Like, oh, literally. really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, um, that's cute. I, as a young red-headed child, <laughs> you love immediately satellite? went with Madeline because she is a small yeah. red-headed child and sure. I'm like, yes! Yeah. But you just mentioned that, you know, the trauma from the Samantha movie. <gasps> The movie, the Madeline movies also give you a little bit of trouble no, because it deals okay. with
0: the same type topics. The Samantha movie traumatized me enough as a child. This is fine. <laughs> Do you guys want to know how the Samantha movie was traumatizing or are we getting off topic?
1: Uh, I want to know. Okay. You want to know? Me personal.
0: Yeah, let's know. Okay. Yes. What happens? So there's a scene. Oh, no. There, there's children working in the factory because it's. Oh, is the- this the one where they get their hand? Yes. <laughs> of <laughs> the little, yeah. little, little kids get their hands stuck yeah. in the machine, little kids working in a factory okay. in a sewing machine because it's 1910 and there's no laws against that yet. And they're so trying they're, to yeah. emphasize. And they're trying space. to make them go fast because that was the point. It's like you needed to produce as much as you could because you got sure. paid by the piece. And or plus, whatever.
3: they had I think the pe- the like foreman people were in that day or yeah. something. So like watching. they were getting
0: monitored. So this little kid is going as fast as humanly possible, and his hand goes. Under the sewing needle in the giant industrial sewing machine, and I mean it cuts away. It's American Girl, but he is screaming, oh, and I, I was traumatized. I
2: feel like this is about to turn into a grainy video from like some Chinese factory or something.
0: Basically, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, except, no. it was, except it was New York in nineteen eleven. Omaha? What? No. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no. And this is like oh, Samantha's orphan best friend. That is another, to work another the podcast anymore. episode for another day. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. Speaking yeah,
3: of like our dramatic. whole entire topic of like picture books and like ones with too many words and one with too little words, so what makes a picture book a picture book? Then?
0: <laughs> like, and, like, follow up <laughs> questions, we we're talking about this. Are there adult picture books? And I don't mean like picture books that are written more for adults to enjoy. We're not talking about children. like, is we're, there we're, an adult picture book specifically?
3: We're not talking mm. about we're not talking about the samuel l jackson one we all know that one exists we're not going to touch that one because this is a family-friendly
0: podcast well there are but... like
1: recent honestly i don't know um there was a stephen colbert one there oh, was yes
0: yeah true and i suppose like some of those parody ones do exist the
1: parody ones the, the problem that i had because i read the article that was shared and as i was reading it i got you know and maybe this is just me being a Territorial, no, it's not just me being a territorial library assistant. It's also me being a territorial reader. It's the kind of thing that I get really crabby with in terms of, but that's because I'm a firm genre believer. Anyway, (laughs) just because your book has teenagers, for example, does not make it a YA book. Right. Nor does it make it a YA book for adults. No, it just makes it a book written with an adult reader in mind. In which a teenager happens to be the central character. No,
0: I mean so like, that Doom. happens plenty of times in adult fiction. So right. do
1: exactly. So like for me, what I find a little frustrating about the question of like picture books for adults, not the question of is there, but like the like the whole idea behind there being picture books for adults is that we haven't seen anything that isn't a parody yet.
0: Yes. Well, you know I what I mean? We...
1: Like we haven't seen a and maybe just because there's no tradition, right? Yeah. There's no Or like
0: my joke was are they just coffee table books?
1: And a lot of times they are, yeah, right, they're either, they're just, yeah, true. There's, 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 there's like the whole spate of like, hey, we are people who didn't vote for Donald Trump, you know how? Because we wrote a picture book about it. And it's just like, yay, like, yeah. kudos I'm, I'm, to you. I'm
3: wondering if like the better option would be like, you were mentioning like Swine Lake being like, to, when you're talking to your, to the parents upstairs, you're like, this isn't a book for your two-year-old, this is a book for you because it's so wordy and- got so much in there and it's so long maybe instead of like trying to find like the parody and the satire like funny adult picture books mm-hmm. we should start considering those more wordy longer picture books like yes as a kid's picture books mm-hmm. but like more adult friendly kid picture books because adults can read that and then
0: yeah, I mean, they're be something, on able I to guess... stay on that mm-hmm. either not to like this would probably get a little stigmatizing if- Put too much into play, but like, would that help people trying to improve their reading as adults if there were such a thing as adult picture books? Because they have those what they call the high lows for teen readers.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, they have they're doing like things now where they're reading like a picture nonfiction picture books to like middle kids, high middle better? middle and high schoolers no. and like older elementary school kids, mm-hmm. like to help them as well. And it seems to be working out pretty well in terms of like the kids being able to retain that information in, like, the picture book format. I think there's also just
0: something to be said. Like, picture books should still, like, 100% always be written with that child audience in mind. But I think some of the stigma around, like, oh, you're too old for picture books now You're wrong. right in the garbage.
1: (laughs) You know, that's the thing about That's the thing about picture books. I think that's more frustrating than anything is that people don't understand how rangy it all is. Like people, people hear picture books and they think Dr. Seuss. And it's like, okay, yeah, but even within Dr. Seuss, there's a a huge, there's a deep level of sophistication. I mean, the cat in the hat, there's only 32 words. No, that's Sam I am. What the Green eggs and ham. There's only 32 words in the green Green eggs and ham. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or 48. Because that was the the point. He literally, like, when he wrote Green Eggs and Ham, he was like, okay, I want to challenge myself to write a poem that only uses this many words. 50. words. Okay, yeah, 50 words. And so... And he knew it was going to be a picture book. So he wrote this 50-word picture book, which is why you get the rhyme schemes that you do. Um, I do not like them, Sam. I am like, I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. Like, it's like a whole, that's the whole point. Um, But at the same time, there's a deep level of sophistication in seeing how long you can make that stretch. And you make that stretch over 32 pages and it never gets tiring. It's always memorable um but then you could have like fairy tales mm-hmm, as right. picture books and the ones that are in particularly illustrated by Trisha Hyman <laughs> I cannot remember the last name to save my life Stuart or something um beautiful gorgeous I mean just like the kind of illustrations you'd see in a museum um where she will do things like you can tell that she studied certain U- time periods of European history um, because that's what she's pulling from. Or even like Jerry Pinkney's, um, um, he did an adaptation of the picture book adaptation of the Nightingale by Hans Christian Andersen, where he put black characters in China. So there, so like neither of those things has anything to do with Hans Christian Andersen's the Nightingale, but, all he did was change the vision he doesn't change the language at all he puts he uses he just on,
3: changes with he the just changes illustration what they looked, looked like.
1: like he uses the time period where that would have worked and suddenly the story takes on all these different
3: um, connotations or contexts it just depends yeah. on what you're illustrated in.
1: yeah and that's again it's not the kind of thing you try reading that to the same kit that you just read elephant and piggy to and for bedtime like no <laughs> it's, it's not what well, that's not its intention there are picture books that are intended for all kinds of things and they're
0: yeah I t- feel like they're like just like adult books like they're picture books that are kind of as educational as they can be on the base level more for entertainment and more for like that deep connecting moment of like okay we're gonna sit down and like look at this together we are gonna go through this this is going to take a little more deep connecting or reconnecting versus, yeah. again, an elephant and piggy, which is still educational, but is very much more about like, hey, we're going to go fly a kite today. Well, that's one of the, like, as a kid,
1: oh, I...
3: Really pop into my head. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm mad at
3: you. Um,
1: yeah, I know. Um, You're welcome. Anyway, I'm... Um, Oh, it's stuck. Um, I really like when I was as a kid Dr. Seuss was my first like thing I ever read um, it was Green Eggs and Ham and then it was The Cat in Hat because those were the two books we had at home um, and then I remember my brother really loved Frog and Toad and I really hated Curious George which was his other favorite and he was like will you read this to me and I was like I will not read Curious George I refuse so I read Frog and Toad instead, and I was obsessed with them. Like, I loved Frog and Toad. And then I also hated Clifford the Red Dog as a kid. Sorry, kids. I'm mm-hmm. still not a fan of Clifford the Red Dog. Because Clifford the Red Dog, for me, was very much like Superman. Like, it's like, yeah, the big guy can fly around. He beats people up for half an hour. And then, oh, what do you know? Superman won. Or, oh, what do you know? Someone stopped him with Kryptonite. Or, oh, what you... it was never, like when i was growing up superman just wasn't that inventive because he didn't have to be clifford the big red dog was the same way it was like look
0: clifford's doing a thing that only a big red dog can do isn't that great kids and I it's just like eh. have you seen the vaguely terrifying looking live action clifford yeah i, I have refused i can't i,
3: I have fear. not actually watched it but i've seen clips of it and i just i can't get into the little it. a little uncanny yes yeah, just, just
1: yeah It's this is the kind of thing that like I think every kid is drawn to different things oh for sure and I was very much the kind of kid that like once I I mean if you're a six year old who falls in love with Dr. Seuss first then I think obviously you're the kind of kid who's just like words words and more words but you also want smart stuff so Veronica yeah. Toad was very smart to me like it was like these are, these are people I almost said <laughs> <laughs> these are animals who are facing real problems. Like, Toad would be like, man, I just don't feel like working today. Frog, do you ever have this problem? And Frog's just like, I think you might be feeling sick. And Toad is like, you're right, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go to bed. So Toad, the whole time, like, is it, or is it Frog goes to bed? One of them goes to bed, Toad goes to bed. And then like, Frog does all of Toad's housework for the whole thing. Toad wakes up and is like, wow, my house is clean. That's so great, Frog. My house is clean. And Frog's like, well, that's what friends are for. And it's just like, ah, uh, like okay, I
0: don't know. No, and I, I feel like that's something again, a somewhat recent development. And then I have a question that might turn into some trade. Ooh, but again, yeah, you feel like down. Picture books have also become more about telling a proper story, as opposed to like the very early 1800s, 1900s, like children's primers. Yeah. And. The sort of 1940s, 50s, like Dick and Jane's, which were very strictly intended to be like, you know, Dick likes cars, Jane likes dolls. We're
3: very gendered.
0: Yeah, we're very gendered, and also we're teaching you like four words at a time, and we will repeat the same sentences about six times because you're going to learn. This what is fun. See, spot, run. Yeah. Spot likes to run. Run, spot, run. And again, that, that's, that's. And I feel like yeah. Dr. Seuss and them helped open the door to like, okay, yes, it's still one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, Mm -hmm. but it can expand a little more. The pictures can be inventive and colorful and fun. Mm -hmm. There can be a little bit more rhyming wordplay doing. Again, not necessarily to the swine lake level that is pushing it, but there's room to do some of that and still have some of the education and the teaching and the making it an interesting story to kids because you're actually putting a storyline in it. My follow-up question Mm -hmm is like, so why do we still have adults who are like, oh, writing a picture book is the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> and they write a terrible picture book. They're never good. I'm going to say that on record. Somebody can fight me about it. It's true. With the, And like, this also, this happens again. One, with either adults who want to be writers and don't realize how much effort this takes, or two, celebrity picture book authors. Mm-hmm.
2: Madonna. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I will... There's one celebrity picture book that I will defend to the hilt because it is actually good, and
0: no, I'm not so, saying no. No,
1: no, no, you're fine. Yeah, because I am right there with you. Sulwe by Lopita Nyong'o, and I'm saying this as someone who refused. Like I was like, I'm not putting that in a car. I'm not putting that in a car. I'm not. And putting then that you in did. And people kept asking for it in a pandemic here. and I was like, you know what? bookstores are closed. Fine. So I put it in a cart. The book comes in. I'm throwing mad. Mind you, the cover's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Basha Basha Harrison is another incredible um, illustrator right now that I just, I want to see her pictures everywhere. Um, Follow her on Twitter. But I was like, I'm mad at this book. Like, how dare you take up this good illustrator woman's time? I, I would, and then I read it and wept like I was like
3: Like it's actually good. Oh
1: it's so good. It's I a little it's you. a little long. Um so it's not it's not like for example, it's not one that you read at story time unless you're really like it's the only thing you do and you're pointing out certain things. But like it's a beautiful book. Okay. And it's a great it's a good book. Like it's it's a great story, it does everything that it's supposed to do, and it's not cheesy. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um no, I feel like that's the real hallmark of a celebrity picture book is it's like somebody Who's
1: like? I'm gonna put a message into this. LeBron James, Caramo Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Keep going. I'm. I. I. I and uh, d- d- this dovetails into my least favorite picture book genre of them all, which is the. Oh, sorry. I know you just said that you really like these, but they're. I don't care. They're not all like Max Lucado does really good. Uh, th- these. But there's a whole vogue of like, especially right now, it's like, mm. "Look at your brown skin, brown child, and those curls on your head." And I'm like, if I read one more.
0: Oh no, vogue, I didn't like that. No, all of like, I just like <laughs> that specific one. No, there's certain so. genres that do it really well, but then everybody's trying to be that one. And like yes. some of the, and like, yeah, like I
1: totally get it. Like it's, it's, but but at the same time, you miss people that way too because I've yet to read the book that says look at you in that dress boyfriend look at you go you're amazing gender is a construct never read that book i've read the book that's trying very hard not to say that
0: but it's like you can only... i do want to see it i do want to know how you explain gender as a construct to three-year-olds Why? <laughs> i mean and,
1: and you know there's there is a great um growing tradition of trans uh picture books. Uh, yes. Fred Gets Dressed by Peter Brown. Everyone has Isn't to read this book. Isn't that
3: the one you just put on display out there? Yes. Like it's
1: fantastic. So Peter Brown has a wonderful author illustrator anyway. You might know him from Children Make Great Pets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Children Don't Make Great Pets? I don't know. That one's about a, a bear that tries to adopt a child. Uh, I like as,
3: that already. As a pet.
1: It's hysterical. Good. Anyway, no. Fred Gets Dressed is funny because the book, the picture book is literally about a child who enjoys being naked and suddenly he discovers clothes and he stands in front of daddy's closet and he puts on daddy's clothes and he's like these don't really fit me, I don't like these so then he goes in front of mommy's closet and puts on mommy's clothes and he's like oh yeah and mom and dad all do a dress up together for Fred and that's the whole picture book and you still get a Fred still likes to run around the house with his skirt flying up but like Children do that exactly, and it's this—it's this beautifully subtle, like hysterical piece of just like sometimes the clothes that people think you should wear don't fit you. Wear whatever like appeals to you, but it doesn't like try to say that. Does that make sense?
3: It's a wear your own style. It doesn't
0: matter. It's a please wear clothes. Yeah,
1: it's not a Morris Micklewhite, but I love Morris Micklewhite because. It approaches the idea of like, what if you're a boy who likes to wear dresses and that's okay until you go to kindergarten, mm. which is real <laughs> and, and painful,
3: uh, but you know, good book. So. so you mentioned earlier, a three. there's three pigs in, in your uh, thing. <laughs> as, as we are <laughs> approaching that time for the day, um, I'd like to know what your three uh, smacks
0: are. How are you going to profane picture <laughs> books for us now? Okay. <laughs> So
3: I feel like I'm gonna have to Google um, everybody on this list.
1: We are going to envision these three pigs not as pigs.
3: Okay. As humans. But as
1: humans. Okay. Or perhaps ourselves as pigs.
3: So we're turning we we're basically do- turning these people into Kobu from Lion King, but sure, let's go. Uh
1: so our smack is Peppa Pig. <laughs> Piggy from Elephant Piggy. And Olivia.
3: Um ours. <laughs> <laughs> take it <laughs> yeah we're gonna need it we can get rid of peppa I I actually don't really care for Peppa
1: oh my um, goodness uh all children everywhere cover your
0: ears
3: <laughs> I mean like the show's nice but like it's not my favorite. Like,
0: I like the memes, but that's amazing. Yeah, I've never read one own? of the picture books. No! Too. Peppa
1: Pig has an
2: album? I think so. I, I was a, it was yeah.
0: A Joker. All I know about Peppa Pig is the scene where they're, like, whistling on the TV show, and the one friend can't whistle, and then Peppa can or, or like, Peppa can't whistle and the friend can, and then Peppa just, like hangs up the phone on them <laughs> mid-conversation because they're really mad that their friend can whistle that's oh, all no, I know sounds...
3: what I know is the I like this music it's very grown up yes. and she turns it on and it's whatever song you would superimpose <laughs> on top okay
1: um I guess I'll take this one <laughs> you might um, need to <laughs> I would kill Peppa Pig just because yes I that's what I was saying name. um and um, And I've yet to have, I've never, I've yet to have a parent come in and be like, we love Peppa Pig and really like mean it. It's like,
3: we love Peppa Pig, rescue
0: me from my child,
1: please. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I
0: like Olivia though. So I feel like I would marry Piggy. I would marry Piggy. Yes, probably. I
1: would snog Olivia because maybe then I'd have to fly to France just to snog Olivia. So fine. I get a trip up to France out of it. But Piggy is the bomb. Dot com. Like,
0: Piggy
1: is great. Piggy has no time for shenanigans. Piggy does exactly what Piggy wants to and doesn't need you to explain it. And even if you have a cool explanation, she's still going to do it because she wants to do it. I love that. She's, she's a great character.
0: Do we... Erin, do you want to try to figure out a less horrifying one for us real quick? Um,
1: I, can do, um, I can do elephants, chickens. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a whole field of animals in picture um, books that we could just...
3: I have no idea um, both characters right um, Peter Cottontail
1: Br'er Rabbit and um, Corduroy. no
3: I was gonna go with another rabbit I don't have another rabbit
1: Pe- rabbit from where you said
3: right <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter Rabbit what was the other one Peter Cottontail oh
1: rabbit. yeah okay so actually let's throw out Peter Cottontail Peter Rabbit Br'er Rabbit Peter Cottontail Rabbit
3: red. okay we're keeping peter rabbit i like peter rabbit because i I watch the movies okay
1: um
3: okay but that's also because i have a thing for dom Punk gleason so that's it um you know he's not
1: peter rabbit right yeah i know (laughs) so are you marrying or snogging peter rabbit
3: well it's peter
1: rabbit i don't can
0: can can i I call you we're done here
1: (laughs) yes no but the question is what are we doing with rabbit (laughs)
2: Rabbit's one of those characters that I weirdly identified with, like C-3PO or something.
1: Same! I was, yes, I was always Rabbit because my brother was Tigger. Um, I'm not marrying Rabbit because of that garden. Um,
3: Because of the garden specifically? Yeah,
1: because of the garden. I'm killing Peter Rabbit because I think that book is actually about child abuse. Um, That is my personal take. No one seems to agree with me on it, but... Yeah, um, so uh, we're killing Peter Rabbit.
0: So then we're you're marrying s- yes, rare
1: rabbit. No God. Oh yeah. No.
3: Um, can I just like propose another one? That's yes. nice. I have another one right that's, now. That's, that's horrifying. Go for it. Um, Winnie the Pooh,
0: Paddington, corduroy. That is mean. <laughs> Are you marry Winnie the Pooh? I think you marry Paddington. Why don't you I like marry Paddington? Because it's Paddington. It's Pooh.
1: I think I have to go with them on Paddington.
0: Okay, yes. well, okay, all
1: right. I've never seen Paddington or read Paddington. What makes Paddington so great? He's nice.
0: He's, He's helpful. He's just a little bear who likes marmalade.
1: What's better than a bear that likes honey so much that he gets stuck in his friend's house?
3: Because Paddington, then like, you always like have to go around
0: and get the guy out of the house. Yeah, that's going to
1: turn into a problem.
2: You, he know, you need to go to work. He's stuck in, in the door. Oh, oh bother. You you <laughs> that's why you
1: have two doors.
3: Um, Rabbit yeah. had
1: two so, doors. Rabbit wasn't stuck. He was just being a jerk.
3: I feel I, like mine was less traumatizing, but that's fine. Okay, Aaron, throw it out there, and then we had to wrap this uh, up. But you can't kill Corneroy.
1: I'm killing um, Paddington because I'm not familiar with Paddington. I love That's Corduroy.
3: fine. Uh, mine was Jafar... Uh, Dr. Facilier, so that's the guy from Princess and the Frog, uh-huh. and then
0: Ursula. You really have, you have to snog Ursula yeah. immediately and right now. <laughs> Why would you I say marry this? Ursula? I feel like she would want, well, granted, they would all kind of want to kill you after a minute. They are sorcerers, of course they do! <laughs> you can love Dr. Facilier, because he's trash. Yeah, I agree. Um, I liked- they're all trash. I like, a lo- I like a lot about Princess and the Frog, but Dr. is trash. I agree. Um... Does that mean we're marrying Jafar? No! He's a a nice classic mustache. No!